Welcome to the Media Cat Magazine podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Pigger, editor at the magazine. Uh, and for today's pod, I've got two guests, uh, Annabelle Cordelli, uh, VP Global Marketing at Virgin Atlantic, uh, and Alice McGinn, a strategy partner at Lucky Generals. Uh, welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you for having us. How have you both been? Uh, is everyone surviving the heat wave okay? Cooled down slightly? What's, uh, what's happening in, in your worlds at the moment? It's forever busy in the world, um, but I'm having a very enjoyable day. Nice, peace and quiet at home today. Alice, I, um, how, about, how about you? Wimped out. I came into the office for the air conditioning. So yeah. Yeah. You're, you're in Lucky General's office, uh, I see. Uh, uh, I, I, I've been there but like probably about five or six years ago now. So uh, I, th- I guess you're still in the same place. It looks the same office. Um, from what we I remember. are. Yeah, we're in the same place, Exmouth House. Um, very stuff. lucky to be just, just on the market. I remember when I went there, I got lost and I ended up behind the building. So I looked like some weirdo that was just like sort of loitering around and didn't, I didn't know the way in. So it all, I think I ended up in like a housing estate and I was climbing over a wall. So that went, it went really well. Um, oh, yeah, I think, I think I might know where that is actually. Yeah, yeah I know <laughs> that guy. He keeps, keeps hanging around our offices. Um, so uh, yeah, the, the theme of this, I sort of jumped ahead, but the, uh, the theme that we got in the magazine this month is uh, Identity 2.0. Um, so uh, what we're sort of calling that. Um, so as uh, self-expression uh, evolves and expands, uh, can the things that divide us bring us together? Um, so that, that's kind of what I want to theme our little discussion around today. And in theory, uh, my hope is that this kind of fits fairly nicely with uh, Virgin's recent See the World Differently brand platform, um, which from what I understand was Lucky General's first bit of work uh, for Virgin and um, came off some research that said that the public thinks that most flight crews crews are impersonal. Um, So I want to ask you both, sort of what was the starting point for this research? And, uh, you know, did you suspect that the world and people had changed in the last few years in terms of what they need from flight travel? And, you know, did did Virgin sort of need to uh, change with them, you know? Everything in the last few years feels like it's kind of had a bit of a societal reset in a way. What do you guys think? Yeah, there's a lot in that question. And I Sorry. think I start <laughs> um, I think that the platform, I think it was, it was a great moment for us to just think about the world that we're in, where we were going. And, and the platform, as you say, see the world differently, we're, we're hugely excited about because it's a really powerful call to action that really encourages everybody to embrace I think the rich diversity of the world and you know imagine new possibilities and when we think about fresh ideas that can be everything from you know the big you know social issues in travel but right through to the smaller aspects in our experience you know the thoughtful design details on a menu or some of the design aspects on board our our fleet and um, you know when we got into the development of the platform and we're thinking about that sort of that first chapter of of work and communications and how we're going to bring that to life, we looked at so many aspects of Virgin Atlantic and we kept coming back time and time again to really one of the most compelling examples of our difference is, is people. And we mean our Virgin Atlantic people, but also our customers. And we did go through lots of, uh, lots of research, both with our existing customers and also potential customers. And what we um, really keen to understand more of and got really great insight into is you know on one hand we've got this sort of customers with this mindset and outlook on the world where there there really was a sense of sort of you know fatigue around some of the old-fashioned conventions and people really wanting to feel uh 
special but without all that formality and hierarchy and what they really loved about Virgin Atlantic was this feeling that you know we treat everyone the same no matter where you are on the plane you can really feel like you're treated like an individual and can really be yourself so you know we've got that from a customer perspective on the other hand we've got you know our amazing people our crew who you know they don't they don't follow scripts or a certain way of showing up in the visual they're just people's people um and you know we recruit from all sorts of backgrounds and really we're just about you know encouraging everyone to be you know the best their best self at, at work so when we sort of you know we're thinking about what what we do and, and and customers there was this wonderful sort of sense of shared philosophy um so you know when you bring those two things together we got really excited about then how we start to sort of you know championing individuality and that sort of collective individuality and how we tell that story and that was sort of you know at the beginning sounds good um i mean what what sort of challenges did you guys face with that so you know creating the platform and, and just sort of shaping everything around it what, what was the sort of challenges involved would you say I think that the, the biggest thing on our minds was how do we make sure that we're developing something that was going to be really expansive um, to be able to straddle the globe and also really enduring so that this would become something that would be the springboard for us for you know the next decade. And therefore, it required a lot of extensive research in the UK, the US, to go back and forth and, and time to really digest those insights and push our thinking forward to get to something um, like we did. And that's probably the, the, the most important thing. But I think then also from a you know, Virgin Atlantic perspective, you know, internally, getting sort of senior stakeholder, you know, buy into what the role of the platform could be as that sort of organisational wide anchor helping to guide the development of, of everything that we're doing from, you know, communications to our, you know, customer experience, right through to our people experience and just getting that joined understanding so that we can all, you know, push in the same direction and everything we do ladders up to that was probably the second thing. It just, just took time and um, it was a journey that we went on. Sounds good. Um, I mean, that feels like quite a step change, like, uh, you know, a sort of a 10 year plan. Is, is that is that typical um, in, you know, sort of the airlines and or, or is this something that's quite a big change? I think it's just delineating between, you know, an overarching platform idea, which, you know, can be the basis for, you know, new innovation ideas, communication. I think that's not uncommon for, you know, there are lots of brands that have that. I think what stays fresh is you know the, the chapters of campaign and I think you know you've seen the work um right now in the market which is you know a demonstration of our sort of first communications but I think there will be more chapters of work that still are born from that platform but still keep things fresh and you know evolve with the world that we're in and you know we start to to bring new things to market as well. Mm. Uh, Alice what about from a lucky general's perspective? Um I think it's it is quite unusual, the kind of brief that Annabelle set us right from the beginning. Actually, you know, lots of briefs to, you know, to come up with a brand platform. They're still very comms-based, but with Annabelle and the team, it was always much more um, about actually how to create, as Annabelle has described, a long-term platform that, for the brand that works across the business and, you know, demonstrates tangible evidence of how fundamentally this is a, a different type of brand and a different type of business. So I think in terms of the challenges we experienced from an agency perspective in terms of creating a platform, um, the first bit really was like, how do we make it true to Virgin Atlantic? Because there is a real truth, you know, everything in the DNA of this brand is about actually doing things differently. But 
actually the brand has changed a lot in the last 38 years. It has grown up. So one sort of key challenge was how do we find an expression of our difference that is relevant to who the brand is today, but also, you know, making sure we weren't too internally focused and reminding who we're doing it for, which is for our customers. So that's the sort of big, how do we dial into and drill into our our DNA in a way that's relevant. Um, And then there was a sort of flexibility task we had to sort of set our mind to, which is how do we, you know, build a brand platform that can flex to both the sort of small details that people want from travel and are the things that make travel special. And I think the airline industry has, in many cases, you know, departed from, um, but then also those bigger challenges that travel is also facing. So I think Virgin Atlantic is a brand who has never forgotten or underestimated actually that the small touches make a big difference. Unlike any other airline, you can list, you know, pepper pots you're invited to steal, social spaces in the in the sky, um, cream teas at 35,000 feet. Their crew are famous for offering a more personal touch and they're tangible expressions of our, our differences of brand. So that was one big element that the platform needed to deliver on. But again, how do we can keep doing that um, as we move forward? What is the next expression of a pepper pot that you're invited um, to steal? And then combined with that, the fact that, you know, um, today's traveller, you know, the world has changed for today's traveller. The pandemic kept us all from sort of taking to the skies. But, you know, as we were all locked up, there was a cultural revolution taking place on the ground. So I think Virgin Atlantic really understood that as we were um, began building the platform together and understanding we are actually in a new era of travel. It's not going to go back to how it was. So the other part of building a really strong brand platform was actually how do we embrace the fact that Virgin Atlantic have a role to play in the world that extends beyond the airspace between airports. Uh, And that dials into everything that we need to be doing and are doing in the space of diversity, inclusion, purpose, um, sustainability, and so on. So they were the the big three challenges, really. How do you make it true to Virgin Atlantic, but in a way that's relevant to today? How do you make it relevant to those small, special touches that are really distinctive and that people are really looking for? But then also, how do we find a really relevant role in some of the bigger challenges and issues facing air travel? Not not much then, just a few little not things to, to tackle. But yeah, yeah, no, it's interesting. As you were talking, I was thinking about, I have this idea that like the, the, the airline industry move, moves both fast and slow at the same time, it feels. So it feels like there's lots of changes, but also... There's, there's, like you say, some of this kind of these old, older ways of thinking that um, perhaps have existed, I don't know, since the... When did airline travel start becoming a thing? The 60s? The 50s? Like, you know, as in much more popular. Uh, some, somebody must know. I, obviously, I, I should look this up. But Annabelle, so help me yeah, out. <laughs> I think, I, I think it, it's fair to say that travel's probably played an increasingly important role in, in people's lives. And now that's become more accessible... Um, and people have appreciated the role that plays in their lives. I think it's just gathered pace. And certainly, I think, to just the conversation we're having around the pandemic, I think when, when no one was able to travel, I think it just became absolutely heightened at that moment of, you know, how fundamental, you know, travel is as a, you know, a force in our lives. Yeah, Alice touched on the pandemic already, just sort of, you know, the, the kind of, uh, I guess, cultural revolution that, that has been happening and continuing to happen. Um, and I do feel like, um, I, I think it was about four or five years ago, someone wrote an article for me where they said, um, we're in a period of activism not seen since the 60s. And this was before like Me Too and Time's Up. Like that was already kind of stuff like that was already happening. Um, and it's just 
accelerated and the pandemic has then accelerated it as well. So I guess it feels like, um, you know, the, the stuff that, that you guys are doing with this platform that looks really interesting because it's, it's, you know, hopefully addressing the fact that, you know, whether we could fly or couldn't with the pandemic and, um, you know, that there are all these issues that everyone's suddenly like, actually, we've had enough. We want to do stuff about it. We want to express ourselves more. Um, life is short, right? Like the planet might end. <laughs> You know, I, I think I think you're spot on. I absolutely agree with that. And I think you know, through the pandemic, we sort of we've all reassessed our lives. You know, everything in it, our priorities, our sort of sense of self, our relationships. And as you say, you know, life life can be short. So what are those what are those things that are really important? And I think what's coming to sharp focus for people is you know the importance of being true to yourself and really being yourself. And you know, being yourself and accepting others for who they are has always been at the heart of the belief system at Virgin Atlantic and that's shared with our people but also our customers and I think when that's brought into you know focus during during the pandemic it's just reinforced what was an existing belief set and just given I think us all confidence that you know that we absolutely have to keep going and do more of that and I think you know we're all trying every day you know to bring our best selves to work to build an inclusive environment you know where everyone's individuality is is truly valued trying to be more curious about difference and understanding others and really you know embracing that and i think that's 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 such a such a positive thing and i think is is really much more top of mind for for, for everybody more and more people uh, it seems like oh sorry carry on alice well, I just was going to say, I think there's a truth as well that having been sort of practically locked down, we all got a literal window into each other's lives in a way we never would have before. You know, we saw each other outside of work lives. You know, we've met members of the family, cats, pets, you name it. We've seen each other's washing in the background. So I think there is just a sense of being more honest about who we are as people and our true selves. And then obviously emotionally as well was a big, the, I think the, the pandemic made us all think about, you know, who we are how and where we want to live our lives, how we want to work. So this notion, I think, of individuality and actually being able to express who it is you are and how you want to live your life is much more is much more current. Yeah, um, I mean, I suppose I suppose leading on from that, there's obviously before the pandemic even, um, I was uh, you guys kindly pointed me towards some of the, some of the things that. Uh, Virgin have been doing. Um, so in 2019, uh, you removed a, a required makeup policy, I believe, and uh, flight crew can now have uh, visible tattoos. I was just curious, kind of, what else has been going on in that sort of space, yeah. and um, you know, what, what sort of in the, anything in the pipeline that could be of interest that we might expect. I think you know, just to talk to that. So it was absolutely pre-pandemic when we updated our uniform and makeup policy, so that both men and women had the option to wear makeup, not wear, wear makeup, and really just empowered everyone to have the choice to express themselves. But I think there were some other things that, um, again, maybe less visible, but also you know we took the opportunity when we, um, with the arrival of our new A three three fifty aircraft, to completely refresh the traditional um, flying lady icons and we welcomed five new flying icons um, across the fleet and we've got this mixture of men and women representing you know modern British culture and the four continents that you know Virgin Atlantic flies to um, and then more recently as you say tattoos you know it's tattoos are a way that you know we, we express our unique identities and you know, our customer-facing teams should, shouldn't be excluded from doing that. So, you know, we've changed um, our policy to make sure that we're 
you know, including people and they're able to express their, their true self and champion that individuality with relaxed the uh, restrictions. And, you know, I think this will just be, there's continuous sort of evolution. And I think it comes from sort of listening to our people, listening to customers and just adapting so that when ideas come to the fore, we're able to act on them and make changes that feel really positive and, and, and inclusive so that everyone can really be themselves. Mm. Is that, I mean, it sounds, it sounds great. And like, obviously, that I guess that's what we what we want, right? Like, we're all we're all hopefully uh, expressing ourselves more and more. Um, I was going to ask how that kind of leads on to I don't know other behavioural chain tra- trends or things that you might have been seeing in in sort of air travel and the airline industry, uh, you know, of late. And um, what what might we expect? Is there anything sort of interesting going on? It feels like everyone's flying at the moment, at least. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's been a, just a macro trend for, for a while around you know experiences over things. And I think, you know, and we've seen that, you know, pent-up demand for travel has been, you know, record levels. And as I said before, it's played a really important role in people's lives. But I think people are being more choiceful and making sort of meaningful choices. What what are those sort of thoughtful, special experiences that matter more than ever? So I make those experiences count. And I think it comes just with a sense, you know, a heightened sense of, you know, what what the experiences that really matter. So I think, you know, sort of more special premium experiences, definitely an acceleration um, towards that. I think wellness has taken on a whole new meaning as we look to sort of care for ourselves more holistically. And again, bringing that together in the world of travel, holidays, breaks, the the needs that go around that, the types of things I'm looking for um, are evolving rapidly and that's becoming a big sort of, you know, opportunity space. And you know, of course, we all talk about planet and sustainability being increasingly important as well. And I think, you know, that that is absolutely about carbon footprint, but I think it's broader than that as well, about, you know, what's our contribution in, in communities and destinations? How are we how are we being, you know, respectful of local cultures? And again, how how do we bring together and really celebrate that 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 diversity and um you know be, being really respectful of, of that as well and just bringing that into focus, which are all things which I think are starting to emerge at a quicker rate that have certainly been there before, but it's starting to provide, I think, a, a shining light on the direction of travel of what we'll see more of, you know, in the future. Yeah. I mean, that, that's actually perfect to, uh, you've set me up as an amazing segue to um, talk about, uh, I wanted to to mention the work that you guys have done with uh, Open for Business um, and uh, to, sort of focusing on the economic cost of queer discrimination in the Caribbean, um, which looked very interesting. Um, I was wondering if you could talk about that, you know, what were the sort of aims there, what were you trying to achieve? Yeah, and I think we've got we've got a really long history in this space. And it, it, the Open for Business, which you just mentioned, it was, it was about 2017 where we joined a group of about 20 other multinationals to become one of the first sort of signatories of the um, UN new LGBTI standards um, of conduct for business. And it's, the standards really called on every company, regardless of your you know sector size location, to help tackle discrimination by putting policies in place that, you know, guaranteed a sort of fair treatment. And we're at the fore of that as one of the founding partners to really push forward on some groundbreaking initiatives to make the Caribbean more welcoming for for travellers. And the first was, you know, quite the grassroots effort around partnering with the Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association to offer diversity training to hotel employees so they could really better understand what the needs of LGBT travellers were Um, And in 2020, there was sort of a follow-up sort of local influencer program to really champion the business rationale for inclusion. 
because, um, you know, the, the laws are actually counterproductive to economic recovery. And I think if you're, you know, open for business and welcoming of everyone, regardless of who they love, um, you know, that's the best possible um, position to be in, to embrace the widest possible sort of, you know, traveller audience. And I think through the research that we did, we were able to sort of talk to that, you know, business and socioeconomic impact around excluding certain communities um, and the work that needed to, you know, be undertaken to, you know, advance that. Um, and whilst the work's in, a, you know, I think quite a sort of infant state, I think already it's been, you know, recognised um, and, you know, Virgin Atlantic have got some recognition for, you know, some awards around that about sort of championing and driving that change. And also changes happening. I'm not sure if you've seen the, you know, the recent news in Antigua repealing some of the harmful laws against same-sex intimacy. And again, a really positive step, which means, you know, Antigua's going to be more open for business, um, welcoming of all travellers. And, you know, this is the type of change we want to urge, you know, all Caribbean islands to follow in that footstep. So we, you know, become, become a really inclusive and, you know, welcoming to all. Hmm. I mean, it sounds good. And it, it actually puts me slightly in mind of... Um... Uh, something Alice said around, uh, you know, the sort of airlines kind of going beyond just the flight, um, which I, I, I find quite interesting, like, um, as in, like, you know, what more what more could you do? I'm sure you guys have had lots of internal chats about these things. Um, you know, I was, I was looking on uh, on the site, there was, uh, I think you had a, an LGBT guide to like Las Vegas and recommending queer clubs and that sort of thing. And it, it made me think of like the sort of I suppose like, you know, like a bit like websites like Culture Trip or something, you could start to be doing these things that kind of go beyond the flight, that kind of bake, bake into the culture, like you say, connect more to people. I imagine you can't talk about all the things that you're going to do um, that you've got planned with uh, ahead. But I, I wonder, you know, is this is this sort of a, a thing that we might see more of, this sort of stuff? Yeah, I think, uh, yes, it will be. And I think customers want... To, to understand more about the destinations, you know, that we fly to. And we need to try and have, you know, relevant content, you know, for, for different for different audiences. So whether that's, you know, LGBTQ plus parties in Vegas or, you know, family trips to Orlando, I think, you know, how we sort of share our tips to make the most of your experiences that feel appropriate to what you're looking for is something that we're always looking to do more of. And I think it becomes... Um, just on us to think about how we sort of provide it on the website, social channels, in-flight entertainment. And I think there's just so much possibility to go after, um, to work out how we can do more and more in that space. It feels like we'll be going on for a long time to, to, to go after that opportunity, but certainly something we are really focused on. And uh, Alice, from your point of view or from Lucky General's point of view, is, is, is it sort of, um, you know, are you, are you pushing Annabelle for these ideas or is, or is she pushing you back or like who's, who's going, let's do this or let's, let's have this crazy idea, like make, you know, real big changes and things? I think it's, it's pretty, pretty even, wouldn't you say, Annabelle? I mean, oh, I think, I think so. We love that. There's, there's, there's certainly not a shortage of ideas. And I think, yeah, and they come from everywhere. And I think it's my most treasured time with the Lucky General team is that when we're going, oh my gosh, can we, can we go after these things? Because... Um, yeah, there, there's, it's just a question of timings and making that relevant and, you know, how many things we can do. But certainly it's, it's something we're always talking about. I think as well, the other thing that is um, an interesting challenge when, you know, considering how do you bring tangible change? Obviously, as an airline, we don't own the whole experience. So there's things that we would love to change uh, in terms of travel, but obviously they sit outside of our immediate remit. So that 
I think gives us a really interesting constraint, actually, in terms of how do we think about where do we make change, because it forces us to think about things like our policies and driving change from the inside out. Um, and then also digitally, how do we begin to think about that's something we own from end to end. So how do we do, how do we drive change there? Um, and then obviously to your point right at the beginning, um, Mike, you know, things like changes on aeroplanes, very, very long term uh, and can be quite difficult to actually bring about. So really having our, our thinking from the sort of short term right through to the longer term changes that we can begin to um, demonstrate tangibly our, our difference. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely an, an, an interesting time and I guess probably quite an exciting uh, thing to be working on. And it, it feels like, um, I guess, with the world uh, at the moment, it's almost like when the world has a bit of a reset, I guess, with the pandemic, perhaps it kind of gives you a chance to maybe do things that you wouldn't have necessarily been able to do before. Uh, there's a certain uh, sort of screenwriting thing they talk about, about at the very start of a movie, you can do kind of whatever you want because people don't have an expectation of quite what's going to happen. But like if you do something in the middle of a movie, it's it's harder because they're already kind of baked in and they're sort of set with the characters. But I do wonder if, you know, the sort of societal life reset means actually you can take a step back and go, you know, what could we do that we couldn't perhaps do when it was, you know, business as usual time? Uh, are you guys finding that or is, uh, is that, am I just way off? <laughs> no, I think you make a great point because I think what we've learned, especially at Virgin Atlantic, is what is possible and the sort of superhuman strength that you find in yourself to overcome challenges and adversity that you never thought you could. And, and we did. And, you know, as an individual, as a collective, and I think that gives you confidence then to tackle some of those things with a different perspective, a renewed confidence. So I really agree with what you're saying. I think the only thing that makes us different is that obviously during the pandemic, we, we couldn't fly. Or when we were able to fly, we sometimes had to strip things out of the experience that we would love to have been there. But just for sort of safety reasons, they perhaps had to not be there. But I think the great thing about Virgin Atlantic is it's in our doing things differently was always in our muscle memory. So I think we've got this amazing opportunity with, you know, a completely new era of travel and a very excited customer with a huge appetite actually to to travel and then yeah we've got this this pedigree and this muscle memory of doing things differently and hopefully that's one of the things that you know gives us the the bravery to to reimagine things in a way that they haven't been done before yeah i'm uh, i'm excited to see what the next stages are i know you, i know you guys can't talk about all the weird and wonderful plans you have but um and i know we're 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 almost out of time but i just wondered if there's any sort of final thoughts on comments on this kind of the evolution of this process or any, uh, any um, I don't know, teasers you can give us, perhaps? Well, what I can say is, you know, goes back to the brand platform, I think that it's absolute commitment from both our sides to continue to demonstrate how we're going to see the world differently. And literally, Alice and I are live in conversation now on the next sort of, you know, next iteration, next chapter of work. And as soon as we've got something to share, we'd love to, we'd love to get back together with you and uh, do another podcast and share that. Yeah, sounds good. We'll we'll put a link in the show notes to um to all the stuff that that's uh, out there at the moment. Um and uh, anything else you guys want to point people towards, uh, listeners towards. Um but yeah, no for now. Um thank you both so much for coming on the Media Cat Magazine podcast. Thank you for having me. Very welcome. Thank you for having us. Really enjoyed it. <laughs>